You're now listening to Health for Thought, a place where I simplify the world of health into easy steps to reach your highest potential. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Health for Thought. I'm your host, Rona Suleen, and today's the moment you've all been waiting for. I have gotten numerous requests to do this podcast on toxins, specifically chemicals we come into contact with. So whether that's your skincare, shampoos, conditioners, body washes, creams, anything you could really imagine, and to kind of discuss what are the top chemicals we want to stay away from. Why do we want to stay away from them? Are they really that bad? And if you were to choose one chemical to avoid, which would it be? So we're going to talk about that, all that, all that. but first I want to make sure uh, that we get across a very important point. When I'm speaking about harmful chemicals, most of my friends, family, even people who follow my content, they mostly listen and then they just don't do much about it, right? And I don't know if it's maybe because they don't believe it, if it's just too hard to start following such a stringent challenge, or maybe they're just too attached to their skincare routine or their product. Um, you know, whatever it is, I get it. You know, you want to smell good all day. You're way too attached to your favorite coconut shampoo. Um, you know, whatever it is that you're attached to and you're just like, ugh, I'm not willing to do it. I want you to just understand that over time, you're accumulating toxins in your body. And it's because you're washing your hair consistently or you're using that coconut shampoo consistently and you're putting cream on your face every day, etc. And so if you're coming into contact with these chemicals on a daily basis, at one point you're bound to have have a problem because when we have an accumulation of toxins it's not like we're exposed to a toxin okay you know once in a while it'll be like okay you know it's not a big deal you know your body will kind of flush it out with its natural detox pathways and, and detox system but because we're in contact with these chemicals every single day and it's not just the chemicals that we're actually conscious of or are aware of that we're going to talk about in this podcast but women are literally exposed to more than 200 chemicals a day it's literally just insane and not even including anything that's in the air and all the pollution and you know i could keep i could keep going for days um but I'm talking about specifically the things that we're in contact with that we can control, we want to make sure that we understand that at one point it will accumulate in the body and at one point we are going to start seeing problems. And so I'm here to tell you that it's really not that hard. You want to take that one step forward, just at least in gaining the knowledge and the understanding and at least the awareness um, of, you know, where to start you know where to start what do i look for when i'm when i'm buying my uh new shampoos and conditioners and uh skincare products we have to understand also that these chemicals are extremely toxic and we're not talking about moderate damage but really severe long-term repercussions that could be avoided if only we make better choices you don't have to give up smelling good by the way <laughs> you might just have to give up your attachment to things and your habits of you know reaching for that moisturizer or lathering on that victoria's secret cream because it smells like cookies and cream or you know i used to love those like victoria's secret like body creams i was obsessed and it made me smell so good and clean and fresh and so i totally understand the struggle but i think once you're going to kind of gain the knowledge and awareness of really what it does to our body it's not as enticing anymore. So toxins are very real. They affect your hormonal balance, your reproductive health. They can be carcinogenic. They can cause lung inflammation and disease. And they can even cause nervous system issues. 
So to make it easier on you and not to overwhelm you, I'm going to cover only the top six chemicals I want you to remember and what to watch out for. You can write them down, um, you know, you can have them on your notes on your phone, tattoo them on your arm, just kidding, obviously. Um, but, you know, do whatever you can to kind of get in the habit of, uh, you know, just kind of like memorizing those ingredients and i think the more you look for them in your skincare routine and when you're buying things the more it's going to be more ingrained in your brain and i remember when i when i actually started entering this whole world of like clean skincare uh back i believe four years ago when i was writing for clean skincare companies in the beginning it was very overwhelming there were so many ingredients and this one's good and this one's not good and you know you're kind of you become overwhelmed but it's just the beginning, right? In the beginning, it's always hard when you want to change something and you know you want to make sure that you're doing something correctly and you know there's a lot of information. You want to take things slow, right? So you can take this podcast, for example, and from the top six, you choose top three that you want to remember that you want to you know stay away from, whatever you decide to do. But these are the top six that I want you to focus on. So number one are phthalates. They're actually spelled P-H-T-H. A-L-A-T-E-S. So it's pronounced phthalates. And you'll see them in things like deodorants, nail products, hairsprays, shampoos, soaps, lotions, makeup. They come in forms of, I believe, I want to say two main names. Dibutyl phthalate and hethylhexyl phthalate. Okay? So you'll see these ingredients and you'll know right away, okay, these are phthalates. These are things you want to avoid. Their purpose actually um, is to help cosmetics penetrate the skin. They also help prevent chipping and nail polish and act as emulsifiers, which basically help stabilize the ingredients. You want to be careful with these as phthalates tend to be huge on hormone disruption, right? So we're going to talk about hormone disruption. Pretty much every chemical I'm going to cover, they, they cause, you know, um, an issue in your endocrine system, but they can also cause um, these specific um, toxins, the phthalates, cause cancer, birth defects, testicular atrophy, reduce sperm count. Specifically, diethyl phthalate has actually been banned in Europe as it is classified as a mutagen causing genetic damage. So, I mean, these are big things. You know, we're not saying here like, oh yeah, you'll get an allergic reaction here and there. I mean, testicular atrophy, cancer, birth defects. I mean, those are huge things. And you want to make sure over time that you really do stay away from these. And so in order to avoid this, here's what I want you to look for. If you're getting nail polish, for example, you can get the five free or the seven free nail polish. And basically the five free means it's free of the five main uh, toxic ingredients in nail polish. And then there's the seven free, which goes even better, right? It becomes even um, more of a, of a good choice. So um, there's a brand called Ella and Milo, which I love. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the five free uh, nail polish brand. And then we have the Olive and June, which is the seven free, even better. And you want to look for perfumes also with plant-derived essential oils. So I have a perfume, oh my goodness, I forgot the name of it. I'm going to try to see if I can post it on the episode notes. But um, you want to look for perfumes that have plant-derived essential oils because they smell so good. And, you know, why not, right? Like if you can get the uh, alternative to that coconut spray and you can get like an essential oil that kind of, you know, uh, represents the same smell then, you know, you always want to look for the better alternative. So, you know, those are two nice alternatives that you can do um, instead of being exposed to phthalates. Number two, we have triclosan. So you can find triclosan in liquid soap, deodorant, face wash, toothpaste, mouthwash, even acne treatments. 
their purpose is to be antibacterial right and they're also used as pesticides so i mean can you just believe it like you know you're, you're washing your hands with a pesticide like it's just unbelievable to me triclosan is a hormone disruptor so it doesn't only disrupt um you know the the hormonal pathways in the body but it disrupts your thyroid estrogen levels androgen hormones and so forth it's also carcinogenic uh can cause allergies in children and it's also restricted in japan and canada so that should definitely tell us something the best alternative um for triclosan is to just find a natural brand of toothpaste for example because they're found a lot in toothpaste so natural brands are like tom's or um i believe trader joe's has a good brand as well um and you can use a mild soap or an essential oil soap like soap for everyone i love that brand they smell delicious i use them for literally everything my shampoo body wash uh, hand wash they have literally every aspect of the body that needs to be washed they have uh they have an essential oil alternative, which I love. So you want to make sure that um, there's no triclosan in your toothpaste, um, in your mouthwash, in your acne treatments, um, especially in your deodorants, um, things like that. So we said phthalates, we have triclosan. The third one is BHA, which, st- which stands for butylated hydroxyanisole. It's basically used in makeup, moisturizers, and food products. I just want to, I'm just shocked right now because I just can't believe that they use BHA even in food products. Like not only is it getting on our skin, which okay, the skin absorbs only 60% of it. So at least we have a little filter. But when you're digesting or ingesting, um, you know, something such as BHA or for example, BHT, which is like a family member of BHA, right? So BHA, we say is butylated hydroxyanisole. BHT is butylated hydroxytoluene. And it's found in kids' cereal. You'll literally see them everywhere. It's usually the last ingredient. So we'll say BHT. I mean, like we're ingesting these things. It's just unbelievable um, because they're so hazardous and, you know, they're so carcinogenic and they're still on the market. It's just crazy to me. I also need you to understand something because BHA and BHT are used as preservatives, right? So you might say, okay, you know, maybe the FDA doesn't have a choice and they have to approve it because there are no alternatives. There are no natural uh, preservatives out there. There are. That's what shocks me. Vitamin E, for example, you'll see that in some cereal boxes that are way of a better alternative than BHT, which are basically, it will say in parentheses, mixed tosopherols, which is literally vitamin E. That's a natural preservative. We also have vitamin C, grapefruit seed extract, vitamin A, potassium sorbate, and so forth. I mean, we have multiple natural preservatives that can be used, but they still choose to go with the hazardous chemicals. And this is because... They are simply cheaper. Companies are all about maximizing profit, even when it comes at human cost. And I keep saying this to people, guys, watch out for your cereals. You're feeding your kids garbage. And when I say garbage, I'm not saying, oh, you know, there's bacteria and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 it's carcinogenic. Um, so again, it's also a hormone disruptor. And it is banned in Europe and known to be carcinogenic. So you want to stay away from, we said, phthalates, triclosan, BHA, also BHT and cereal, which, you know, this is not skincare, but I just want to kind of put it out there since we're talking about almost the same family members, uh, BHA, BHT in cereal. 
The fourth one is formaldehyde. So it's also known, you won't see it, like you won't see formaldehyde, um, the ingredient itself on there. You'll actually see different forms of it. So you might see the ingredient as formalin. You might see bronopol. You might see DMDM hydantoin, which is a formaldehyde releaser. You might see quaternium 15. Um, let me see if I can pronounce this last one diazolidinol urea um you know all four of these and i'm going to put these on the um episode notes so that you have the exact words written so that you can see you know what you're going to watch out for um but these are found in eye cosmetics nail care shower gel shampoo conditioners liquid soaps bubble baths baby wipes let me just highlight that baby wipes you're putting this on your child's skin multiple times a day there's formaldehyde in it. It's used as a preservative. It's a biocide, which when you look it up, I'm not even joking, guys. When you look it up, what a biocide is, it literally says killer of all living things, which is just scary to me. And it's also used as a nail hardener. So you know that like really toxic smell, like it's a very strong smell when you walk into uh, your nail salon. That's like a mixture of all these horrible chemicals, but mostly formaldehyde. It has a very distinct but very strong smell. It's also known to be an irritant to the eyes, nose, throat, and skin. It's known as a carcinogen, according to many research studies, and it's banned in Japan and Sweden. I still don't know why it's not banned in the U.S. because it's just so hazardous. But again, I'm not surprised because there's so many chemicals out there. Like, I'm not even talking about like tens and twenties. I'm talking about like hundreds of chemicals that are in our cosmetics and that, you know, they just keep being produced and they just keep being added. Um to baby skincare baby shampoos baby washes there was uh i was watching a video the other day and the doctor was saying we are bathing our kids in carcinogens and we're not even aware of it you know and so when mothers come to me they're like oh you know what's the big deal shampoo once a day you know it's what's the big deal with fragrance and i'm going to talk about fragrance in the in the sixth the last chemical you know what's the big deal with this and what's the big deal with that It's not a big deal if you're using it once, twice, three times. If you're using something on a daily basis, then, you know, it's bound to cause problems later on. That's just how it works. You want to just be a little bit more careful. Um, Number five. So we're up to number five. So we said, let's go back to, we said phthalates, triclosan, BHA, formaldehyde and now we're up to number five which are parabens they are also known as uh, a huge family (laughs) because they have so many names but basically you'll see you'll see parabens as butylparaben methylparaben propylparaben polyparaben ethylparaben isobutylparaben there are so many names you know there are a lot of sisters and brothers of these parabens but they're used in thousands of products including lotions moisturizers makeup anti-aging um serums you know all of that stuff they're used as preservatives and have a long list of concerns so these concerns include things that i mentioned in the past hormone disruption but specifically what parabens do that others don't is that they mimic estrogen and so this increases the risk of certain cancers impaired fertility 
altered development of a fetus. They were also found in cancerous breast tumors. So guys, this is not like a joke where I'm like, oh guys, like, you know, get a paraben free shampoo. Like, it's not like, you know, something that it's like, oh yeah, we'll put it on our skin. You know, it's not like we're eating it. You know, these are like serious things that people have responded to me in the past. And I'm like, okay, you're not eating it, but your skin is, is your largest organ. Your skin is absorbing everything that you put on it. It still ends up in the bloodstream no matter what. So at the end of the day, I want you to just watch out for these things because on the long run, yes, they do enter the breast tissue. And yes, they mimic estrogen so that it causes havoc in the body, right? You start to have all these issues with hormones and what happens with issues with hormones and then, that, that, then people have fertility issues. And I'm not even joking. There was a case of an individual that was working with a friend of mine who's also, um, she's an integrative health practitioner. And... All she told her, she said, you're trying to get pregnant? No problem. Remove parabens. Remove these chemicals from your, your, your cosmetics. And she got pregnant within two months. Now, she might be an outlier, right? It might be like a combination of things because fertility is a complicated web of certain, um, you know, of certain interactions. It's not just one variable. There are a few variables to, to infertility. But, you know, if you could remove already one and get your hormones in balance, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, just as a woman, as an individual, you know, you want to get your hormones back in balance and you want to make sure that your skin is clear and clean of these things. So parabens was the fifth one right so you want to make sure that you know you stay away from those and again it's it's a few um you know there are a few family members under the parabens tree but um all you have to basically check is the paraben word like after the root so you have butyl paraben methyl paraben so anything before paraben doesn't really matter much it's really just the fact that you see the word paraben in the ingredients and it's banned in denmark just wanted to put that out there when you see that even if it's one country that bans something i mean that's a red flag right away it doesn't matter what country doesn't matter how many countries even if it's banned in one country there's a problem the last one is fragrance so this is last but definitely not least if anything if i want you to worry about one ingredient it is fragrance right and fragrance is also known as perfume so p-a-r-f-u-m uh, it actually comes from um, the French word. You know, when you say parfum, like uh, that's 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 the word for perfume in French. So they either use the they use either fragrance or perfume as the actual ingredients label. And here's a little secret: the term fragrance is proprietary. What does that mean? That there is a trade secret, quote unquote, that the companies don't have to share with us. Fragrance is not regulated. So let me repeat that. Fragrance is not regulated. In the word fragrance, there could be more than 3,000 chemicals present that we don't know about and that they do not have to disclose. I want you to just pause there for a minute, okay? In that word, a company could literally write fragrance and it could mean 3,000 chemicals that they do not have to disclose to the public, okay? Another little secret is that there's some, something called fragrance houses, okay? Now, these fragrance houses, what do they do? They're basically um, a warehouse or um, a factory that basically a company will say, I want this body cream to smell like roses, 
right? So they go to the fragrance house and they say, here you go. This is my product. I want you to make it smell like roses, right? I don't care about the ingredients. I don't care what you put in there as long as it has exactly the smell that I want. So if you're reaching out to a company, for example, and you say, hi, what is in your fragrance? They probably don't even know themselves, right? Because they sell their product, so to speak, quote unquote, sell their product to fragrance houses and they say, hey, bring it back to me with this smell. And then we don't even know what's inside. Fragrance is highly toxic to levels I probably can't imagine because if you don't even list the ingredients, right? If you're listing the ingredient as parabens, phthalates, and we know they're so carcinogenic. So imagine the ingredients they don't list on there, right? The fact that there's a loophole, it doesn't seem like a good thing to me. And let me just let you in on another secret. And this is where it can get a little overwhelming, but I just want you to keep this in mind. The term natural is also not regulated by the FDA. Meaning that when you see, for example, in the ingredients, natural fragrance blend or natural fragrance, you know what that means? Zero. It means nothing to us because natural is not regulated. So you could literally write natural and just not get in trouble, right? So what happens? Companies take advantage and they use greenwashing and they use all these marketing tactics to make it seem like, wow, natural fragrance for my child. I'm such a good mother, right? It's the first thing that you see, natural, natural, it's a green bottle, right? It seems like such a calm, soothing shampoo, but it's full of chemicals, it's highly carcinogenic, highly toxic, and you know, we're not even aware. So before I freak you out with more information, first of all, I want you to know it's going to be okay. Take the first step and I promise that it gets way easier to recognize which brands are great and soon enough it will become a habit, right? It will be like second nature to you. You won't even look at other products, right? You'll already have all the products that you need because you've done all the research, right? So the beginning is always difficult, but then it really kind of, you know, blends into your life and it becomes way easier. So let's recap. You want to watch out for phthalates, triclosan, BHA, and BHT when it comes to cereal. Um, then you have formaldehyde, parabens, and fragrance slash perfume. You want to look for alternatives starting with what you use the most of. And this is what I tell people when they get overwhelmed. They're like, oh, everything's bad for you. You know, it's like, you know, you know how people go, everything's bad for you. You know, I don't care. And it's like, they would rather just do nothing than, you know, start with something. It's so funny to me. And I'm like, no, start slowly. And, you know, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll build from there. What stays on your skin the longest that's the most important. So for example, deodorant you're using most of the day, right? You're using deodorant, you reapply it. So I would start with this, especially since studies show that literally deodorant molecules enter the breast tissue and they can cause tumors. I'm actually, I'm really not even joking. There are studies like this. You go for aluminum and fragrance-free deodorant. So I personally like the brand Zion Health or you could do Schmitz. There are like a few other brands Um in whole foods not all of them are good don't forget there's the greenwashing aspect which basically they make the bottle look all you know healthy and it's it's really really not so you want to just make sure there's no fragrance and no aluminum in the deodorant then you want to do something like your shampoo and conditioner if you're washing your hair every day you know that's high exposure since your scalp also is the most absorbable organ anything you put on your scalp literally goes right in so you want to make sure that you're also doing the right you're also using the right brands for shampoos and conditioner so i personally like the trader joe's shampoo brand the one with the tea tree inside so you could use the trader joe's shampoo conditioner body wash 
um the one that kind of has like a like a cold tingling sensation to it i really like that one the only thing with that one that has a uh, conflicting studies is that it has phenoxyethanol and that one is they're not really sure if it's good bad you know how much damage does it really cause otherwise all the ingredients are pure uh, you can also do a cure which i love it's just a little bit more on the expensive side and then you have dr bronner's which you have to dilute with water which is perfectly fine uh, then you go into face moisturizers for example i know you love your skincare products but trust me that you love your health more right always health is the most important so i personally use the brand pharmacy it's spelled with an f f-a-r-m-a-c-y i also like drunk elephant you can start with those um they're also on the expensive side of course anything that's healthy now is like a lot more expensive um but they'll last you for a while right so the cleansers you have the pharmacy um moisturizers you have the drunk elephant they literally have everything retinol anti-aging anything you can imagine the drunk elephant is a really good brand and very clean um and honestly shop around see what what suits you best right i've gone the extra mile and now even my makeup is all clean uh, i don't think you have to take that step just yet right because you want to take you know take it very slow um but if you are looking to change your uh, makeup brand and looking for something more clean because you're wearing foundation all the time or bronzer so i love the ilia brand and well people so the well people is spelled w the number three and then ll and then people so you could take a look at those, try them on, um, you know, see what you like, see what you don't like, and then kind of go from there. And slowly but surely, you're bound to make progress. The number one thing is really don't give up. Don't pay attention to what people think, what people want, what other people, uh, you know, are doing. Just kind of go in your own pace um, and go from there. So I hope this episode was helpful. Good luck on this beautiful and fulfilling journey. And let me know your feedback. Thanks for listening to Health for Thought. If you love this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and family and subscribe.